Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Journey on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today, a high of 40. Tonight, cloudy, lower 26. Tomorrow, more clouds, high of 35, 22 degrees. Right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak will be joining us later on this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about Patriot football. They're taking on the Bills this Saturday. You'll hear that game right here on Rock 102. It's also a Thunderbird Thursday. Chance to win a whole bunch of stuff from the Springfield Thunderbirds coming up around 745 this morning. Steve is off today. We're dropping like flies. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 will be joining me. So there's that. And there's other stuff too. It's 536 on Rock 102. New England. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and the police on Rock 102. Uh, Steve Nagel is out today. Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is sitting in. We got Scott Zolak coming up, and it's also a Thunderbird Thursday, so loads of stuff coming up this morning. Yeah, uh, we're falling like flies with COVID-19. That's Steve's positive, I guess, and so he's, you know, taking a couple of days off to get tested and, you know, relax, I guess. So he, I don't oh, think he was really feeling that bad yesterday. But I'll he, tell you what, it's a, it's a picnic. It's a walk in the park to get it. It feels so good. Well, how long? So how long were you down for? Like, well, I was uh, eleven straight days. Were you in like basically bedridden the entire time? I, did, I, you know, I, I, I can't say it was a severe case, but yeah. any case right. is awful. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had no energy to do anything more than watch all of Netflix. <laughs> Every bit of it. I don't think there's anything left on Netflix <laughs> that I have not seen at least twice. Had a boy. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and Rock 102? All right. Ronnie Spector has passed away. She lived in Connecticut. She became famous with the Ronettes in the early 60s. She died of cancer at the age of 78. Did it say where in Connecticut she was? Didn't say. Like not living by the five guys in Enfield? Or? I don't. I doubt that. I doubt that back. I'm thinking maybe probably closer to New York City, probably Fairfield County. You sure? I, I'm you not positive. You but... don't think she's living by jiggies across the uh, <laughs> the Longmeadow Enfield line? I, you know, I doubt it, but who knows? Maybe there's a spotting. Maybe somebody can send us a text or something. Her big hit, of course, Be My Baby, part of which she sang, of course, on the Eddie Money hit, Take Me Home Tonight as well. I don't know how he landed her for that song. I don't know how, how he did it. What you know? What makes Eddie Money so damn special? Sometimes you just got to ask for the order, just like sales. Bax, you can't assume that somebody's going to say no, right? I could, if I'm Eddie Money, I'm going to assume everyone's going to say no. <laughs> Simply because he's Eddie Money. I don't know. I think he had a certain charm, and he, he, he was, at one time, maybe for a three or four year span, he was as big as anybody in the music industry, right? All right, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> Speaking of big in the music industry, John Bon Jovi continues to hammer him out and continues to tour. And he recently gave an interview in which he talked about the early days where he couldn't get a song played on the radio. And this is how it happened. He actually went to a radio station. I went and I knocked on the door of a brand new radio station that fortunately for me was so new it didn't have a receptionist. Bon Jovi saying he could see the DJ holding up one finger. Like this, you know, one minute because he was on the air. Came out on a commercial break. I told him that I, I wanted to talk to him. I had these songs, one of which was Runaway. He said, stick around till after I'm off the air. We can talk. I did. That song got on the radio in New York City. No band, no record deal, no manager, no nothing. A 20-year-old kid knocked on the door. Ask for the order, Bax. 
Now, um, the DJ he's talking about yeah. is this dude named Chip Hobart, okay. who, who just died like last year. I used to work with that guy. Really? And that guy spent his entire career telling that story about 12 times a day. <laughs> you know, I am the guy that discovered Bon Jovi. Where uh, where did you work with Chip Hobart? In Milwaukee. And mm. and he was um, originally from Vermont. In fact, he, he, mm. di- he, he died in Vermont. Okay. But... Um, he would literally tell everybody that story, and you know, at some point, you know, when someone's bragging so much, you say, "Yeah, okay, sure, Chip, whatever." <laughs> and then one day, he gets a phone call from Bon Jovi, and even in their Hall of Fame acceptance speech, they mention Chip Hobart. Like, wow. oh, for crying out loud, the guy was telling the truth. Okay, I, mean, well, I, I hate name dropping if it's fake. Yeah, but when it's true, oh man. Well, that is a pretty cool story, though. That's the way radio used to be, of course. Yeah. So don't listen. Don't if you've got a, like a local band and you expect to get on Rock 102, save your energy. No, we do play local bands over on our, the sister station that I work on on Laser, by the way. So you can do it over there if you want. You got to right. send it in. Via an email address. Go to Laser's website, yeah. and there's all sorts of information about Send that. Send everything to Dave Coombs. <laughs> yeah, thanks his, a lot. His mail slot's a little empty. <laughs> it's not the only thing that's empty, but that's another story for another day. Um, you mentioned Netflix, Bax. Yes. Do you also have Apple TV yet? Um, no, I do not. So you're missing out on the Jason Sudeikis series. The Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, which yeah. is very good. Don't have it. And... You're missing out on the uh, the Beatles series, Get Back. No, I got that on, on Disney+. Plus. Did you? Yeah. Okay. And I watched all eight hours of it. Did, and I did, too. And I found it a little lengthy in parts. Like, I wouldn't think it would be acceptable for, like, the general public, but maybe for guys like you and me and music hounds, it was pretty cool, I thought. For those of you who don't have Disney+, Plus, and I don't mean to be a spoiler here, but they break up in the end. Wow. You shouldn't have done that, Bax. I, I, I ruined it for everybody. You're going to get all sorts of mail now, too. Anyway, the iconic rooftop concert that's part of that, of course. It's their last go-around. They bring Billy Preston into the band, and he sort of s- saves the Beatles. For Ste- lack of he steals word. the show. Yeah. Anyway, that iconic rooftop concert that was seen in Peter Jackson's three-part Disney documentary, Beatles Get Back, that'll be in IMAX theaters. Coming up January 30th. It's going to make the roof look a whole lot bigger. Yeah. The only Massachusetts screenings will be at three Boston area IMAXs. And well, I mean, we're, we don't have an IMAX here in Springfield. Yeah, what's wrong? What, what, we should. But, you know, when I lived in Syracuse, which is about the same size as Springfield, we had a we had an IMAX theater. Anytime someone has talked about building something, a casino, a new Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. Everyone always says, oh, yeah, we'll include an IMAX theater. Like it's an add-on, which they never, ever get to. So it's just not going to happen. No IMAX. Again, you got to ask for the order. Again, we go back to that theme. The closest you'll get is Max's Tavern, which is closed <laughs> for a couple days due to uh, staffing issues. Well, they could put a VCR in and show the Beatles' iconic rooftop concert inside there, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, right, right at the bar. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in, in case you don't have Disney Plus or any other way to see it or you're not going to get to an IMAX, the Beatles get back series will be out on blu-ray and dvd february 8th it is really good i gotta say i thought it was fantastic yeah yeah i i i loved it as well especially the parts with billy preston it just it just made the beatles seem like actual human beings yes you don't always see that normally you see them being chased by girls and black and white or someone trying to steal uh you know uh, Ringo's uh, jewelry or 
you know, them being chased by blue meanies. I mean, that's what you know of the Beatles. And they're, they're you, actual people. And more respect for Paul McCartney as being sort of the glue that kept that band together. And Ringo. And Ringo. But, you know... You, you end up hating Yoko even more. She's, I, she's there all the time. Like see, I don't, I don't hate her. I don't. I actually feel like I owe her an apology. Like I, like I, yeah, spent my entire lifetime saying, "Well, she's the reason why they broke up." She didn't do anything. She just sat there silently until you know it was time for her to sing. Yeah, but like, why should she even be there? It was like the members of the band and her, this uh, inner circle, Dave, during have, the creative process. Have you ever been in love? Yeah, like like too, blindly in love. Too many times, Bax. When, when all you can do too is spend times. more time with her because yeah, you know, what else you got going on? Yeah, but I wouldn't have had her sitting next to me in the radio studio. I'm doing my job. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the Rolling Stones' 60th anniversary will be commemorated coming up January 20th. There'll be a set of eight new. Postage stamps in the UK honoring wow. the Rolling Stones. Think about that. They've been around for 60 years. Yep. But haven't done a good album in 25. Probably right about that. <laughs> but they got postage stamps going. And by the way, this has happened before. There were a set of postage stamps years ago in England commemorating Let It Bleed. Right. You know, that album with the, the cake on top of the turntable there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Are these uh, self-adhesive t- uh, stamps or do you have to lick the back of them? Well, there you go. With the Stones tongue logo, I think it, you got to be lickables, right? I, I don't know if I want to lick anything <laughs> from that band, frankly, at this, at this, at this juncture in their career. Uh, I've got more, but we, perhaps we can save it for some news a little bit later on. That's enough Hollywood trash right there. Highs in the low 40s today, mid-30s tomorrow, about 15 degrees on Saturday. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for John O'Brien and Steve Nagel alongside Bax on Rock 102. Stimulus checks. M and 7 a.m. It is 6.01 on Rock 102, and the weather today, highs in the low 40s, mid-30s for tomorrow, and then getting progressively colder. We're getting that buffalo blast of cold air on Saturday here. Highs only of about 15. Weather brought to you by Adam Quenneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEWROOF.NET today. And now... Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I want you to listen carefully to what I'm about to say. Despite the popularity of this widely touted Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame caliber show, I am never going to capitalize on its greatness by shaming you into buying my designer line of Baxendale action wear. There's no plausible reason why anyone should have to dress like me, nor is there a demand for that sort of thing. But when you're Tom Brady, you can apparently introduce a new line of clothes every couple of years, and despite the impracticability of it all, the costly expense as well, there will be plenty of people who will buy it simply because it has Tom Brady's approval. Yesterday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers launched the new Brady brand clothing line. In fact, yesterday, Tom Brady appeared in a promotional video to promote the new line of activewear, saying, quote, I'm proud to bring all of this to you guys looking for clothing that performs across all your daily active lives. Dude, I'm a 55-year-old man whose primary physical activity involves picking up Amazon packages off the ground. I don't need a special T-shirt for that. I also don't need a T-shirt that's going to cost me $75 simply because it's got Tom Brady's name on it. But $75 is just where things start. For $65, I can get the brand new Tom Brady baseball cap. There's also the 
Brady Brand sweatpants for $165. And when the weather stinks, I can also get the Brady Brand raincoat, which retails at a mere $350. Folks, if it's going to cost me $350 to protect me from the elements during an inclement weather event, I think I'd rather get soaked. Listen, we'd all like to look like Tom Brady, but even with a $75 t-shirt and a $165 pair of sweatpants, the likelihood of me looking like Tom Brady is rather remote. What it'll make me look like is a douchebag that just spent $240 on sweatpants and a t-shirt when I could have bought the same thing at Target for 30 bucks. And no matter how you work it out, I'm still gonna look like a middle-aged man who's leaving the house in sweatpants. And I'm sure you just can't put a price tag on something like that. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there's no more room on the kitchen counter. The couch is covered in crap. You need to declutter. Go to Rocky's and get shells and storage totes and all that stuff isn't going to organize itself. Get started today with a stop at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613. And Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Highs in the low 40s today, mid-30s tomorrow, and only about 15 on Saturday. You know, I uh, I hate to say I'm, uh, I'm having any kind of anxiety about this, but you know, Steve's not in today, so uh, i got to tell a joke. And I got to tell a joke in like uh, I don't know, like twenty minutes. So I just posted on the on my Facebook page. Quick, I need to tell a joke. Stat, I need uh, someone to give me a joke because I I I'm not a joke guy. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I gotta I gotta tell one, and I fe- I'm, and I'm taking way too much time yep. trying to search for one, and I'm having no luck. So it, it's a sponsored feature. It's a daily feature for you guys. And, I and know. Uh, you know, I'm Dave Coombs from Laser. I'm filling in for Steve, and I, I'm a horrible joke teller. Guys are on the golf course. They're always, hey, tell me. A-. I said I don't know. I can't. I don't remember any. I can't tell you a joke. I'm See, not- my, my fallback jokes are usually so offensive and mm-hmm. awful that I yeah. know that if I tell it, it'll be the very last time I have to tell a joke. Mm-hmm. Now, if Steve's gone for a couple of days. I may have to come up with as many as six jokes. And frankly, that is way too much work and way too much stress. So uh, I need a joke, and I need it quick. Yeah. I uh, I think I told the story once before, maybe to you, maybe on this show, about interviewing for a job at a rock station in Columbus, Ohio, years ago, and the program director hadn't showed up yet, so it was just me and the salesman, or I think it was the general manager. And right. He, he turned to me at dinner. Hey, make me laugh, funny man. I'm like, oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah like, I don't want to work for a guy like that. Yeah, I said, sell me a package, for sales guy. You know, like, come on, that's not what I do. I wanna, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the funniest joke you ever heard if you give me a big fat giant talent fee. Exactly. But until then, we're just gonna finish our lunch. <laughs> hey, I was down in Florida over the holidays, backs. Yes. And visiting my folks in Vero Beach, and it turns out my mom is now on medical marijuana. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What has she got? Well, she... If, if you don't mind me violating her medical uh, <laughs> privacy. She just go go right in on the HIPAA thing. Uh, she's a cancer survivor, first okay. of all. She, and very minor breast cancer. Had it removed. She's doing fine. She went through the chemo and the radiation. She's on the other side, and she's clean. So um, a, a little bit of nausea as the result of that and some bad feelings. And then just general, you know, she's 80. Right. She's in pretty good shape, but she's got, you know, joint issues and things like that. She doesn't. And you're putting her on marijuana because <laughs> yeah. you got joint issues. Ah. Listen to you. See, we did there. There's your joke right there. There you go. Um, 
and so anyway, she she got the prescription for medical marijuana. And when I was down there in Florida, I drove her to a dispensary in Vero Beach. Sure. And we took one pass. She got out. She went inside. And it was one of those places like the windows were all smoked out. It was like, it's kind of like you, you couldn't see in, inside. And right. she, she came right back out. She goes, nope, not for me. She didn't like that dispensary. It looked shady. To Little sh- uh, really? Yeah. And I, I kind of agree with her. I get it. And apparently since I got back, she found a better one. And so she's on the medical marijuana and she's taking, she has both the, I have to be careful, CDB is Charlie Daniels' band, right? Right. CBD, right? Yeah, CBD. Right. CBD. Yeah, right. B- so, BBDs are a pair of underpants. Different. And we'll, we'll get into underwear a little bit later on. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey. We <laughs> don't know each other that well. <laughs> no, it's it's actually underwear from Scandinavia. That's okay. a whole other story. Anyway, so she's got the CBD stuff, and she's also got the THC-laced right. marijuana as okay. well, which is obviously the more potent stuff. And I said, so are you getting some results from this stuff? She said, well, she goes, I think so. And I said, well, are you, are you trying? She goes, I, well, I'm on the CBD stuff. I said, right. well, I, I don't and know. I, and I just listened to side two of, uh, of uh, Animals from Pink Floyd. So, yeah, I'm really doing, I'm doing okay. <laughs> and I did find a bong in her closet down there in Florida. So, I, you know, it's like maybe this is like the gateway drug for her. I don't know. Really? She, she's doing <laughs> Yes. No, I, I'm and, kidding. I'm no, the, kidding. Funny, the funny part about it is you, know, you laugh because it's an 80-year-old woman doing, right. doing bong hits. Right. But back in the 60s, <laughs> she was old enough to be doing bong hits with yeah. her college friends. Right. Well, it's and I, you know, I went through a time when I, I don't imbibe in marijuana m- much. I've tough to have a gummy once in a while or whatever. I just don't like it that much. But there was a time back in my teens when I, you know, about a year, I was pretty heavy into it. So now it's the, the tables are turned a little bit since, you know, I told her, I said, I don't think you're going to get results with the CBD. I think you're going to have to go to the THC. So now it should be interesting. Yeah, right. Because she's going to ramp it up. And she's going to start doing, I guess she's got the liquid, you know, the eyedropper thing. And she, she, they have to like kind of right, right. figure out how many drops to put in. Or You know, I, I remember when uh, Massachusetts first got the, uh, when they decriminalized mm-hmm. uh, marijuana. They talked about the medical marijuana being uh, available. Mm-hmm. And they had this huge list of, of conditions that would justify you being able to get your your, your medical card. Mm-hmm. And as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, you know, I've got like 15 of these medical conditions. You know, I, I have 15 things that could be handled because of medical marijuana. Right. And I haven't done it. I, I don't know why. I just, I just haven't. Mostly because it hasn't been... I haven't had a great deal of luck with it. Yeah, but it's kind of like going into my uh, it, it, me going into a dispensary, and I, and and I and I probably should go in. Uh, would be like trying to decide, um, you know, like the like like going into like like a into like a chemistry set mm-hmm. without knowing a damn bit about chemistry. You're like I need boron, but no reason. <laughs> To use it. I, had I, one I don't of those, even know what boron does. I had one of those chemistry sets as a kid. I got it when I was like 10 or 11 for, yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. I was horrible at it. I knew right then and there I would be no good at science, and it, it proved out to be true. I was got horrible grades in yeah, science. The only thing you did it was like burn a hole through the table. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I'll just I'll wait and see what happens here with my mom with the medical marijuana. I have a friend of mine who's a golfer, and he doesn't really need it. But he found a way to. He found a doctor, like a 
Dr. Vinny Boombat's kind of doctor. <laughs> One of those kind of doctors. Like right. Dr. Bombay from uh, Bewitched. Bewitched, you know? yeah. One of those kind of guys. Right. And it's just a buddy of his to write him a prescription for medical go. marijuana, which this guy, Kevin, does not need. But he's got it, and he uses it every day. Hey, you know what? Uh, fantastic. I mean, I, I'm, you know, listen, uh, those 15 medical conditions, I probably got like 10 more since mm-hmm. that that list came out. So I'm starting to think, you know, maybe I really should start embracing this stuff. Maybe well, maybe what I really need to do is just dive right in. Just yep. like, like, you know, you're cannonballing into a big, giant pool of weed. Just like Bill Murray and Ken- Cannonball coming. That's it. Cannonball. Think I really need to start doing it. Yeah, well, but, yeah. But- I- I, th- I, s- I think you should. Maybe maybe you could beat COVID that way. Now, you had Omicron recently. Yeah, I know I did. Smoke it right out of your body, man. You know, my parents are of the age. You know, and they're, uh, they're, they're I mean, they're approaching your mom's age. They're mm-hmm. not, they're not 80 yet, but they're, they're, they're getting there. And, uh, but, you know, they're of the age, you know, where, you know, they were just slightly too old to be hippies. Mm-hmm. They were more like in that 1960s, you know, folk music type of stuff. <laughs> Pete Seeger. Pete Seeger, the Joan Baez, maybe you know, early uh, Bob Dylan type sure. of stuff where, yeah. you know, you, you drank you know, like coffee by the gallon, you smoked a lot of cigarettes, and mm-hmm. then somebody introduced uh, you know, marijuana. I, I, I'm sure my parents must have done, you know, plenty of it. I mean, they, I, I will neither confirm nor deny whether or not it happened or if I ever stumbled across anything. But, you know, even still, it's like, you know, they're of the right age where you say, this can't be their first time. Yeah, and I'm it, sure your mom at 80, yeah, probably the same thing. Like, this would probably not be her first experience with it. Probably not. The, and, and I'll say this, her dad, my grandfather, yep. tried it one time. Like, back in the... I don't know, back in the late 70s, early 80s. I want to see what the thing is with this marriage. I want to, tr- and he, he, somehow he got some. I don't know where he got it from, and he tried it. Did nothing for him. Did nothing? Did nothing. Didn't turn into a reefer zombie? No, nothing, my grandfather. Man. Yeah. That's too bad. I have a hard time thinking about my grandparents doing it, but mm-hmm. you know, but they're, they were of the age where like there was cocaine and Coca Cola bottles. I sure. mean, yeah, that's, that's their, that's their age group. Well, and Reefer Madness, that movie goes back to like what the nineteen thirties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's and like, I have never seen anybody, you know, all 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 smoked up mm-hmm. that acted anything like you saw in that movie. <laughs> right. It's absolutely the most hilarious thing in hindsight. You know, for what you know of marijuana, to go back and look at Reefer, uh, you know, Reefer Madness. Right. Look at that movie and say, hey, uh, I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> it's like now it's just, it's like a comedy. Yeah. For me, as a freshman in college, fall asleep, eat some Doritos, and then get uh, D's on all my courses. There That's, you go. That was it for me. It's 623 with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 on Rock 102. If you're an eight. It's uh, 625 with uh, Bax and Dave Coombs at Laser 99.3 on Rock 102. Yeah, I, I did go to Wesleyan, as I said, although I was telling you during the break, I probably had the lowest GPA, definitely in my senior class, maybe in the history of Wesleyan <laughs> University. I mean, I was I was a horrible student. Yeah, I, uh, I was on academic probation twice, but I had a really good um, relationship with the dean. <laughs> And in fact, it was there was one year where um, you know, my my parents were struggling to justify spending money to send me to a school that I was flunking out of. Yeah. So the dean uh, gave. And you're proudly wearing your Marquette sweatshirt. Yeah, right I am now. actually. I'm yeah. actually because I, uh, I I needed to be toasty. <laughs> and the the dean actually uh, gave me some some money for school. Nice. He, he said I'm giving this to two people. Uh, wow. In, in the entire 
and the entire uh, class because it was you know Marquette separate into like the College of Business, the College of mm-hmm. Engineering, the right. College of uh, Speech and Journalism, which was the one I was in. Gotcha. And uh, he said, "There's only two people getting this money this year." Wow. He says, "There's you, and there's Chris Farley." And that was it. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, very Wait, good, d- fantastic. Are you, are you serious? I that I Chris, that is a serious Chris, story. Chris Farley was in your class. He was two years ahead of me. His wow. younger brother Kevin was in my class. Wow. And Kevin's now a stand-up comic. In fact, he was just at the Roar Comedy Club at MGM mm. uh, last month. Huh. That's an absolute true story. It it does pay to have connections like that. I my my connection at Wesley in my senior year was with a professor named Walter Knott. I still remember him. I took a course. Uh, in the religion department. Okay. You know, it was senior year. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. The course was called Ritual and Freedom, Melville, Einstein, and Baseball. Jesus. We read Moby Dick. We read uh, Einstein's Theory of Relativity, and we read The Art of Hitting by Ted Williams. That was the syllabus for that class. And there were, <laughs> there was just, it was a, <laughs> That's awesome. it, it was a discussion class, and right. you're, you're supposed to write either two small papers or one larger paper toward the end. I got to the end of the semester. I hadn't done anything yet. Had you, had you read the book? Oh, yeah, I read, them. Well, you read the fun. book. Those are fun books to read. Sure. Ted Williams is the art of hitting. Come on, man. That was fun. Moby Dick, okay. I was an English major. So <laughs> I Walter Knott comes up to me because he's on my fraternity's softball team as well. Right. Again, there's the connection. He goes, Dave, I... I noticed you hadn't, you know, you hadn't submitted a paper yet. You know, it's like two days before the end of school. I said, yeah. He goes, I'll tell you what. He said, what would you like for your grade? <laughs> he said, just tell me what you want. And I said, oh, I don't know, Walter. I, you know, I, I participated in discussions, maybe a, a B plus. He goes, I'll give you an A minus. Just, just send me the paper sometime. No kidding. Just send me the paper sometime. I send him a paper a year later. I wrote a paper a year, <laughs> a year after I graduated. How, how timely. Yes. Got it done. That's good. All right, so I asked a bunch of people to uh, to give me uh, jokes and mm-hmm. said it to me, and uh, a lot of these things are absolutely unerrable. <laughs> I'm going to just pick one at random and, uh, and and let it go. Awesome. All right, so I'm awesome. Gonna, so there you have it. So uh, uh, let's laugh. All right. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you, do I have to have my finger on some sort of dump button? Just to no, take, no, no, no. Okay. If, if right. we're going to dump something, I'll do it myself. And All I'll right. probably do it on this joke. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Rico. Rico sent this joke. And I, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't promise it's going to be funny, but it's the one I'm going to tell in a pinch. Who knew Petroselli was still alive, for Christ's sake? I don't believe it's that Rico. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, here we, uh, here we go. Uh, with all the meat prices on the rise, what's the best deal out there on meat? No idea. Uh, deer balls. Deer balls? Deer balls. Want to know why? Why? Because they're still under a buck. Ha! Oh, zing, pow! <laughs> <laughs> under a That's not bad. It's not bad, but it's really, we could have done so much better. Booyah! It's 6.33. We're back in uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. And again, filling in for Steve Nagel is Dave Coombs. Thank you. Back to former Massachusetts middle school teacher who was convicted in federal court of trying to buy live sex shows involving Filipino children. 
There's a mouthful. He has again put in a request for compassionate release following several denied motions, right? Southbridge Middle School teacher Scott Peeler's plea cites risk of severe illness or death if exposed to COVID-19 due to underlying medical conditions. So he'd like a break here. And he wants us to feel bad for him? Apparently. And that's why we don't. And his pleas are being ignored and denied. You know, we uh, a while back, we talked to a, a friend of mine whose uh, father, Jack Regan, was uh, killed many, many years ago uh, by a guy who has now been released from his conviction, yep. his you know, of lifetime sentence, because of exactly that, compassionate release. Now, these are people that I know, and I've known them for years, mm-hmm. and they're good people, and you know, the, the, the family be damned in a situation like this. You know, the, the, the victims, the... Uh, of of a crime be damned we're talking you know all the courts are concerned about is the guy that was convicted right of of a crime and to me it just doesn't make any sense if you're talking about like a blue collar crime in which you know it's a uh, it's it's not necessarily easy to determine you know who was the victim in a case like that mm-hmm. all right fine but in a murder case where a guy has been convicted of a crime i'm sorry i i don't I just don't see it. And I this is one of those things too. This guy is a, a, a predator and possibly a danger to other kids. Yes. And you want to let him go? I no, well, I don't think so. That's why prosecutors' backs contend that he remains a danger to children and the public, and they are ignoring his pleas. By the way, this guy, Scott Peeler, also served time for motor vehicle homicide as well. So he's got a a list of things yeah. wrong. Here. He's uh, he's not a guy that was like a like a, a like he got caught in his first time. Yeah, unbelievable. Meantime, the family of Orlando Taylor the third, who was fatally shot at age twenty three by a police officer here after stabbing an officer in the face, his family complaining that they feel quote intimidated by the Springfield Police Department and by the mayor's office following an offer by the city for the family to. Review the officer body-worn camera footage of the shooting. The family has declined that offer, seeking contact only with the DA's office. The officer, by the way, who was stabbed, is now scheduled for surgery with a facial and nerve specialist in Boston. Mm. That officer has potentially permanent nerve damage in his face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Terrible. Meantime, on a lighter note, if you enjoy Captain Jack's Roadside Shack in East Hampton, I haven't been yet. Have you? I haven't been there in years. Apparently, customers are enjoying the lobster rolls, the clams, the fish tacos, and more this winter at the restaurant's new food truck on the other side of the lot from the restaurant. Do like a good uh, lobster roll. Yeah. And why should I only wait until the summertime it, to have it? Exactly. The food truck version opened in November right in front of River Valley Co-op, and now the owners... Seeing some success with that, are eyeing another location this time in Chicopee, John's no stomping ground. How about that? So we'll be looking forward to that in restaurants. I do find that food tastes better coming from a truck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Springfield is getting a taste of Nashville, speaking of food. This, however, is at the White Lion Brewery. It's a new event called the Blue Collar Songwriter Series, and it's going to debut at the White Lion Brewery in Springfield on February 19th. Songwriters and artists 
will play and share the stories behind their songs. Sounds like a good time. That is a good time. Uh, by the way, uh, tonight is uh, 4.30 this afternoon is that thing at the uh, White Lion with Marcus Camby. Yeah. We had uh, Ray Berry in here yesterday talking about that. That's uh, that's coming up today, 4.30 to 5.30, and Marcus will be there to sign stuff. Please bring your own Sharpie. Nice. Um, speaking of big to-dos in Springfield, there's a new museum going up in Springfield, Illinois. It's all about Generation X. Really? Apparently, they're now old enough to get their own museum. I, you know, I'm in the. I, I, I am a Generation X guy. I, I don't feel like we have done enough to warrant a museum of our own. We haven't really. I don't really feel like we've accomplished enough to justify it. Stand up and be proud, Bax. Come on. Nah, nah. I, I, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to get nominated for that one. You, you might have some stuff to donate to this particular museum. I probably do. The exhibit is called Growing Up X, and it will be dedicated to quote the last generation to have had an analog childhood, end quote. Generation Xers are invited to complete an online survey about their experiences growing up and loan the exhibition items like, you want to guess? Uh, n- tell me. Cassettes. C- okay, cassettes. VHS tapes. Eight-track tapes. Eight-track tapes. Mm-hmm. Beta tapes. Right. Trapper keepers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Landline phones. Yep. And other stuff from that era. I don't have any of that stuff. Really? Well, I, I guess you can't take part then. Actually, do I, I? You know, I may actually have cassettes, but that, you know, I'm not uh, giving those up. I got tons of cassettes. Absolutely. Who didn't love cassettes? Well, and I've got you know like music mixes that I made back in the day, and also some of my earlier radio career right there on cassette tape. So I got I got no way to play them anymore. You know what? I I, I used to use this during like the Mayflower Marathon every mm-hmm. year, and people would make fun of me. It was one of those old Sony Walkman, the the yellow one, the, the sport one. Yep. It was like made of like sure. metal. Oh, yeah. Like you, like you could bludgeon somebody over the head with this thing. Yep. It, that thing lasted me forever. And, you know, I mean, I wasn't going to put cassettes in it because by that point, all the mechanics <laughs> of it had fallen apart. Right. But this thing was so sturdy and, 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 and so reliable mm-hmm. that I, I never gave it up mm. until I had to give it up because all of a sudden uh, we couldn't use it anymore. So but, you don't have that to donate to the museum in Springfield, Illinois. I, I don't even know if I still got it around or whether I trashed it. I trashed a, you know, we, we rented a dumpster uh, a, a while back, mm-hmm. which I still think is, if you've never rented a dumpster, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> it's the ultimate, uh, you know, binging and purging uh, experience. But mm-hmm. I threw away a lot of stuff that I no longer needed, stuff I was collecting just for the sake of one day having someone say, hey, those could all be museum pieces. Yeah. Like, I think I gave away or trashed one of those old electric football games. Oh, yeah. You know, with the vibrating surface. something matic wasn't it? The, 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 the electrom. I think it was like the electric, uh, electromatic. Electromatic. Uh, you know, pro football game. <laughs> and, you, and you'd start the thing, and all the players would wind up in just one little pile, kind of like a youth soccer game. I was going to say more like a Jacksonville Jaguars game, <laughs> yes. where they're all running away from the ball. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> running away from the action. Yeah. And the football was like this little tiny piece of felt. Right. And the game only came with like two of the balls. Yeah. Yeah. Two, three, four balls. Sure. That's all you had. And they always, you always lost the balls. Yep. But uh, at some point, it no longer vibrated. 
uh, you know, the, the cord was shot. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's like, what am I keeping this for? Yeah, I had uh, the, that, and I also had the hockey game that had the uh, players that you could, it was sort of like foosball, but it was an early version. Oh, I had, you know I that had, hockey game? I had, one, I had one of those as a kid. Oh, yeah, and I had, uh, I think I had the Montreal. Did you, did you have the one with a big giant dome on top? No, uh, but it did have a, a a scoreboard on top, but it, not within a dome. It was just sort of a like a an arc on top of the oh, game yeah. that had a, a scoreboard on the top of it. Great stuff. Yeah, and I think I had th- they had uniforms and stuff. I had Canadians and Maple Leafs, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yes. Did so you- I just had uh, red guys oh. and then blue guys, <laughs> All right, so- and that's it. Either red or blue, and it had a it had a dome. Which you know, anything that had a dome, whether it was like a pop-o-matic or anything, sure, it, it got uh, discolored from the inside mm-hmm. and almost cloudy. Yep, so you, you couldn't see anything going on in the quote unquote ice. <laughs> well, good stuff. Sort of like what happens with like a, a hockey game that takes place in um, May in the NHL. Sometimes Where it's all fog. Yeah, it's yeah, all right. fog. Um, we'll go from VHS tapes to TSA. The TSA folks have put out a list of their top 10 catches of 2021. These okay. were contraband that people tried to bring onto airplanes. In each case, they were foiled by the TSA agents. And I think those guys and girls work hard in the TSA. And look, if I'm going to give up a few minutes of my time to make sure a flight is safe, I'm okay with that. Lots of people complain about the TSA. This is proof that their job works. Okay. So some of the things they caught at airports in 2021, somebody tried to bring a chainsaw. Onto a flight in New Orleans. You can't bring chainsaws on can't, a flight? Can't do that. So Even in uh, carry-on luggage? Bear that in mind. Uh, at Syracuse Hancock International Airport, somebody tried to bring fireworks aboard a plane. They caught that at the TSA checkpoint. No one's uh, lighting salutes off in a plane. Right. That's something you check in, though, right? You got like a whole block of salutes. You put you you check that in. Yeah, and I would think maybe a sparkler would be okay. But I don't know. But don't M- M80s, maybe not aboard a plane. I don't know. A machete aboard the... Um, Planes at uh, Reagan, Washington National. They caught that one before it got on board. Okay. Um, at Destin, Fort Walton Beach Airport in Florida, they caught somebody trying to bring bear spray aboard an airplane. Wait, wait, wait is that for, what is bear spray? I, I'm just reading. The, I have no idea. Maybe somebody else can text us. What, is, is, that to, is that to, like, ward off a bear attack? Ward off the bears or maybe attract the bears for for hunting? I have no idea. I got huh. nothing on that. I okay. Uh, a meat cleaver at the Harrisburg International Airport in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, a man may have to chop some meat. Sure, especially that airline food. Absolutely, you're not gonna you're gonna use one of them little plastic things, right? <laughs> barely right. cut anything. Um, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, at the international airport, there somebody tried to smuggle bullets in a, a case of deodorant. Like inside the plastic casing of the deodorant. Now, why can't you bring? What do you, why can't you bring bullets? What do you, what's the guy gonna do? Go around the the plane, try to push bullets into someone's body? Throw them at yeah. somebody, right? Here, take that. If you got a good arm, maybe. And this is the best one, I think. At Hobby International Airport in Texas, somebody tried to smuggle on a burrito filled with meth, foiled by the TSA. You know, I've had my share of burritos. I didn't really know that was an option. I yeah, I mean. Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> uh, I, don't even, I don't even know if Moe's can, can accommodate that for you. No, I don't know. But that, but that's, you know, again, just proof that the TSA is working hard and doing their job. Well, good. That makes me feel a whole lot better about not flying. Rolls-Royce experiencing its biggest year of sales ever. Really? And, and 
apparently the CEO of Rolls-Royce saying it's because of COVID-19. He says because of all the deaths, Rolls-Royce sales way up, a 49% increase from 2020 to 2021. According to the CEO of Rolls-Royce, Torsten Mueller-Atvos, he said people can think life can be short and that you'd better live now rather than postpone it to a later date. He says that's why people were buying Rolls Royces. Uh, I'm not in the market for a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I've been in a Rolls Royce. Have you really? I had a friend in college. Uh huh. He was, I don't, you know, I don't, he was loaded. And by loaded, I mean <laughs> it did. Good to have friends like that. His dad was a vascular surgeon in uh-huh. the suburban Chicago. Oh, yeah. Dude made loads of money. Okay. In fact, the kid had a DeLorean. Wow. As a college student. Wow. He's got a DeLorean. It's like, you know, it, it was a lousy car, but he had one. Were you in that, too? I was in that, too. Uh, but the Rolls Royce... Uh, we we I, I went to his parents' house uh, for like a like a weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, so we went to to his place. And his dad was in Australia, so he was like way out of town. Right. And uh, my friend says, "Hey, let's take my dad's car out for a spin." And uh, so it was a Rolls Royce Corniche. It was a, a um, it was a convertible. Yeah. So we took the top down, yeah. and he said, "Why don't you sit in the back seat?" And I'll drive. I'm, I wasn't even in the in the passenger side in the front seat. He wanted me to sit in the back, like he's somehow my driver. Yes, your chauffeur. I, I um. And we're, and we're driving around suburban Chicago. I'm right? getting a Ferris Bueller's vibe here. And you know what? Did something go wrong with this whole thing or not? I, I, like for for like five seconds, I'm thinking, "Wow, this is really cool." And then, like after second number six for the next forty five minutes, I'm like. I really feel like I'm on display in the back of this thing. And so we go through a construction zone and yeah. they have there's this guy. He's one of these uh these uh these these flag guys yep. at a construction zone and he's you know he's waving the flag and then he sees the two of us in this in this in this Rolls-Royce. Yeah. So he starts waving the flag like 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 frantically like, "Oh, look at that car. Wow." And he's like and but I'm feeling like a jackass yeah. sitting behind this thing because like this is just so not me. So if if COVID is prompting people to buy into the Rolls Royce culture, God bless them. But that ain't gonna be me. And no, you, thank you. Did you drive the Rolls Royce into the car wash? Yeah. No, I wish we did though. That would have been pretty cool. Except the top was down, and that yeah. would have caused you know problems for the leather. Uh, in case you're in the market for a Rolls Royce, by the way, and you're feeling bad about you know the deaths from COVID nineteen, and maybe you're wondering about your future, the cheapest Rolls Royce. Costs how much? Three hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. That's the cheapest Rolls Royce. It's the Rolls Royce Ghost. In case you're interested, I'd have to work for like ten years to come up with that kind of money. No kidding. Highs in the low forties for today, mid thirties for tomorrow. Right now, it's about twenty five in East Long Meadow. We're going to have highs of only about fifteen on Saturday. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's news to me on Rock One Hundred and Two. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 656 and free on Rock 102. It's a song that uh, spawned Rockin' Me by the Steve Miller Band. No kidding. If you listen to like the first five seconds of both of those songs, mm-hmm. you'll you'll hear what I'm I'm saying. I mean, uh, you know, I didn't give you a fair warning on that, so maybe we could I don't know, maybe we'd bust it out later. But if you're at home and you want to try it, go to YouTube, put in Rockin' Me by Steve Miller, listen to the first five seconds, and listen to the first five seconds of that. Steve Miller admits it. He said, he, I love 
all right now. He said, I ripped it off. I ripped off. And he asked for permission, I guess. So it's their fault? Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to blame them. (laughs) If you're going to point fingers. I mean, I was going to point fingers at Steve Miller. Now I got Paul Rodgers and Freedom Mm -hmm. to blame. Yep. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Zolak is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock today, and it is also a Thunderbird Thursday. Got a really cool prize package to give away around 7.45 this morning. It's just about 6.58 with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 on Rock 102. Help you make the most. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the day comes that Ben Roethlisberger actually retires from the Pittsburgh Steelers, which theoretically could happen any day now, he will be seen as a great quarterback as he inches closer to his eventual Hall of Fame enshrinement five years from whenever he decides to leave. Oh, sure. We'll be talking about his 410 career touchdowns, his 64,000 passing yards, his six Pro Bowl appearances, and his two Super Bowl championships. Are you kidding me? There's all kinds of things to applaud that guy over. But for my money, Ben Roethlisberger will leave the game as one of football's great motivational leaders. Why, just take a listen to these words during yesterday's press conference as the Steelers get ready to face the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night in their exciting AFC wildcard matchup. According to Roethlisberger, quote, I would assume, as a group, you understand that we're probably not supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. Out of the 14 teams that I think are in, we're probably number 14. He then went on to say, quote, we don't have a chance. So let's just go in and play and have a good time. Man, how does that not motivate you towards greatness? How does that sort of towering leadership not fill your veins with an explosive desire to achieve greatness? I would almost pay money for that sort of Tony Robbins-style life coaching. Yes, they're going to get their clocks cleans on Sunday. Yes, they're 12-and-a-half-point underdogs, and they have no chance in hell of beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday. So why bother setting yourself up for disappointment when disappointment is already on the menu? Listen, true leadership doesn't always come in tightly wrapped bundles of false hopes and delusional thinking. Sometimes a real leader tells you, hey, we don't have a chance. And in the heat of the battle, sometimes that's the guy I'm going to follow, even if it means certain doom. Of course, there's always a chance the Steelers could win, but I wouldn't count on it. But I would count on this. It won't be Ben Roethlisberger who's going to lie to your face. And that's something that I think we can all respect. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there are no Carhartt cufflinks. There's no Carhartt bow ties. Carhartt makes clothing for people who do real work. Go to Rockies for Carhartt jeans and jackets and hats and gloves and Carhartt workwear. You can get it all at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712. And Joan Jett with Bax and uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. About 25 degrees right now, East Long Meadow. We're heading up to highs, about low 40s for today, mid-30s for tomorrow. And, hey, very apropos that we have uh, that tune from Joan Jett, which spawned the Sunday night football theme. Waiting right. all Waiting all day for Sunday night. That's right. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us uh, next hour, and you and I have been talking about football all, all morning long pretty much. Uh, you know, I mean, you got six games, yeah, which is fantastic. Can't wait. Yeah, I, mean, I know two two on Saturday, three Sunday, one on Monday, and uh, you know, I mean, I love 
I love the postseason. Me too. Especially when I uh, I know that uh, that my team has got the bye, and uh, <laughs> and that's fantastic. So they'll uh, they'll be the Green Bay Packers will be waiting for God knows who, and I just uh, just cannot wait. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Rodgers saying that his broken pinky toe probably will be all healed by the time they play their game next week. Oh yeah, and uh, you know there was that story last week about how Aaron Rodgers was going to bow out of the Super Bowl. Yep. Because out of spite, he's he's not going to do that. It's ridiculous, isn't it? And the latest on that, I don't know if you saw Colin Cowherd, the blowhard from Fox Sports, yeah. saying that he thinks Rodgers and his people planted that story themselves so they could dispute it. Really? Yes. Would he, would he say that to Aaron Rodgers' face? Probably or not. Or is he too much of a coward? Yeah. You see what I did there? I, I, yeah, I did a play on his last name I to, make, hey, to make some sort of a funny. Hey, wild card weekend is going to be great because, you know, it's similar to the NCAA basketball tournament. It's, you know, lose and you're out. I mean, so there's that, you know, have you got to have a win essence to it. I, I love I love wild card weekend, maybe as much as the NCAA tournament opening games. But it's a toss up for me. I don't know. I mean, I, I love the, I love the tournament. I mean, I, and I think most of it is because I, I just like the you know the the single elimination aspect to it. I kind of like it. Same for the wild card weekend in the NFL. Come yeah. on. No, I, I I agree. The nice thing about uh, you know March Madness is it's really all March. You know, it's yep. the, it's the entire month of it. True. And and you know really and you know very real terms so is the NFL postseason. But there's just there's less games, but it it's still awesome. I I I, I hate to say this. I'm a little worried about Buffalo with the Patriots. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Patriots won a game, Buffalo won a game. It's you know they're playing in Buffalo, and and not that I don't believe the Patriots can win, but you know to me it's a toss up. I think this one's a toss up. It's going to be hard for them to win in Buffalo. I think so too. I I you know prepare yourself for disappointment, Pats fans. I I just think it's a it's a tough one. And you know Belichick, you know with their four point underdogs in this game. Belichick will find a way to make it close, I think. I think the problem is if the Bills throw all sorts of stuff at Mac Jones that he hasn't seen before. We can talk about this with Scott Zolak next hour. Right. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, ultimately speaking, you know, if they get past Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, it's just going to wind up being them losing in the Super Bowl to Green Bay. And, I, you know, I don't want, uh, I don't want you people to have to go through that again. <laughs> because when it happened the first time, when Green Bay beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, there were a lot of sad faces out there. All of you people were very disappointed. Everybody was sad but me. And I don't want to have to go through that a second time. I hear you. You know what I mean? I'm heading to Boston this weekend. Uh, visit my good college buddy, Rich. I'll hang out. and he, he, We're just going to watch wall-to-wall football together. Um, his family won't count <laughs> during during this time. His wife and his three kids, they better just clear out. Because, you know, we love watching sports, Rich and I. We go way back to our fraternity days. Yep. And... So we're going to try and relive some of that, just, you know, making fun, watching football, yelling out loud, screaming. You're going to be, like, uh, like drinking from a keg of beer no. or doing upside-down uh, keg stands and, and stuff? And th- and this leads me to my story, Bax, about a previous NCAA tournament one time back. You know, we used to love doing this, my friend Rich and I. Right. And neither of us are heavy drinkers. Rich really doesn't drink at all. I don't drink very much. And so we made a pact to watch the NCAA tournament years ago. I think it was 1991. I think that was the year of the Fab Five. Remember those guys? Oh, at uh, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was, what, that, that was the year that Chris Weber called the timeout that when, he, that he when didn't. There, when there were no timeouts left? <laughs> yes, yes right, did. exactly. Anyway, it was that year, and 
I don't know where Rich and I were in our lives. It was maybe 10 years out of college at that point. I don't know whether we had wives or girlfriends or whatever at that time. But we made a pact. Hey, let's watch the first weekend one day of the NCAA tournament together. I was living in the Rochester, New York area. He was living in Boston where he still lives. Okay. And so we decided to meet halfway in Albany, New York for the day All right. to watch nothing but college basketball. Wall to wall, March Madness, you know, the games tip off at noon, they go right into like midnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a Saturday and we met in Albany and we figured, you know, again, we're not heavy drinkers, so why go to a bar? First of all, it's going to cost a lot of money to drink and eat at a bar all day long. We want to watch the games. And beyond that, back then, they didn't really have big screen TVs and bars and stuff like that. So right. we, we, we put that out and we decided we went to a grocery store and we loaded up on supplies, soda, snacks, whatever. And, and we rented an hourly rate motel for the day. You dudes are just watching football, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not, uh, you know, taking the time to get to know each other. <laughs> he bought. Now that there's anything wrong with no, that, no, no judgment. <laughs> so he brought his golden retriever along. Kramer was the golden retriever's right, name. Yeah, this this so, story is getting kinkier and kinkier. Oh, you with just every, wait with every passing you, moment. So we so we find him an hourly rate, rate motel. We go check in at the front desk, and the guy looks at us. Oh, two dudes and a dog. Okay, I've I've seen I've seen this before. We, we rent the hourly rate motel room. We get into the room, got a heart-shaped bed, yep. got a mirror on the ceiling, mm-hmm. but it's got a TV, damn it, and that's all we care about. So, we, you know, and the TV works, and it's March Madness. And the walls are paper thin, and we're yelling, screaming, the dog, whoop, the dog is barking, we're like, ah, throw it down! <laughs> you know? The people take, in the, take it to the hole. Exactly. The people, take it to the rim. The people in the other rooms are probably like, what the hell is going on in there? Right. Just basketball. Just March Madness. You know, uh, there's all kinds of ways to enjoy a basketball game, but locked up in a motel room with another dude is not one of not one of the things I would have uh, thought of. Hey, all I'm saying was it was a great – we got a great story out of it, and – Three words if you're looking for a great wild card weekend, hourly rate motel. Now, uh, as you know, uh, Marquette <laughs> has been uh, has had a storied basketball uh, sure. you know, thing. I mean, but, were, well, we were yelling. I think Al McGuire, uh, the former Marquette coach, was calling games back then. So we yeah. were, we're like yelling Al McGuire stuff at the TV. I mean, Too much French pastry, Billy. 1977 uh, yes. National Championships. Butch, now, Butch, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, my God. Not Butch you? Carter, not Butch David. Butch, uh, oh, uh, my God. God. Yeah, but why'd you have to ask? <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, now I'm going to have to. Oh, Butch Lee. Yes. Butch Lee. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There were all kinds of great players back then, but the, the years that I was there, mm-hmm. they didn't make the NCAA tournament once. Really? They, they got blown out in the NIT every single year. Wow. I went, I, I got there, it was Rick Majerus's last year as oh, head coach. okay. And then after him... Uh, they had this guy named Bob Duquette and then Kevin O'Neill. Kevin O'Neill was okay, and mm-hmm. then things started to turn around. They eventually got back to the tournament. But, right. for, but for, like, for 10 seasons, they couldn't even get into the, the damn thing. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. Those were the years that I was there. So wow. um, you know, fast forward a couple of years. Yeah, you know, they're finally starting to play well. They're they're recruiting good players, you know, the Dwayne Wades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Real good, solid guys. And uh, and then all of a sudden they uh, they make it into the Final Four. Right. And they made it into the Final Four, I believe, the same year 
Did they make it to the final? Well, uh, the, the, they were in the same bracket as UMass in 1995. Was this Cam- when Camby was? When Camby was playing. I don't John Calipari. They, I don't remember if it was the Final Four that year, because okay. I mean, I've seen them a couple of times since then. But um, but we went, and the games were being played in Providence. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, we were all bananas, because we hadn't been seated that well in years, mm-hmm. and we had been to the tournament a couple of times since I graduated, but... They had a room set up in the uh, in the uh, I think it was a uh, a Marriott mm-hmm. for all these Marquette alumni to show up. Mm-hmm. The marching band was there. There was all these kids I hadn't seen in years. Right, they were all there. They had a really nice spread for all these Marquette alumni, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think we beat Monmouth. <laughs> a monumental not, victory. There. Not ex- not yeah. exactly a a, a a a great game. I mean, Marquette pretty much you know stuffed them, but you know to be at those games, sure. to be at the uh, at the at the tournament, even in the early rounds, mm-hmm. it's just so freaking exciting. Yep. This just the the mood and the atmosphere is really unbelievable, and uh, you know I, I've I've been to plenty of football games. I've been to plenty of baseball games. To me, nothing replicates that mood more than the NCAA tournament. Unless you get an hourly rate motel and go all in on the wild card football well, weekend, listen, Bax. I, I don't know. I, I'd <laughs> rather probably see the game in a bar than, you know, well, hold up in, in a, at the Motel 6 with some dude named Rich. <laughs> it's my best buddy from college. I'm sure you're great loud. friends. And, I, and again, I'm not. it's not criticism. You Whatever two dudes want to do in a motel room at an hourly rate is their business, even if the TV is nothing more than a 16-inch screen black and white TV with rabbit ears. We didn't have enough quarters for the magic fingers. That was the only regret there. Oh, I'm sure there were fingers doing some magic over there. Absolutely. It's 723 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. Have- it's just about 726 with uh, Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 filling in for uh, Steve Nagel today. Yeah, we're talking still about football, and we'll obviously have a lot of that with Scott Zolak in the 8 o'clock hour, and we can ask him, you were just saying during the commercials that you thought maybe there'd be no upsets this week, and I think there will be a couple. There's usually a road team that pulls off a victory in these wild card games. There might be. I think the only team that might, that might win on the win on the road. No, actually, Dallas is the home. I think Dallas might beat San Francisco. Other I, than that, I don't really know. Well, Dallas think, is favored to beat. I think San Francisco could beat Dallas. I don't know. I think uh, I think Dallas wins that one. I think you know Tampa's got an easy game. I yep. think uh, you know Cincinnati should beat the the Raiders. Kansas City is going to destroy Pittsburgh. Arizona, Los Angeles, I think it could go either way. Yep. And uh, and I'm still on the fence about where uh, the Patriots are going with Buffalo. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I would love to see Roethlisberger and the Steelers beat Wilford Brimley and the Chiefs. I I just I would love I would love it if that was a competitive game. I, I like the fact that you know, you you got Roethlisberger saying, "Listen, we don't have a chance here." Yeah. Let's just go and have fun. Right. To me, that's real leadership. That's yeah. not, He's not buffaloing anybody. He's just letting everybody know, listen, we have no chance against this team whatsoever. He's reeling the Chiefs right in on that one. I he, that is perfect gamesmanship, I think. I mean, I understand the predatory nature of Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> but, yeah. I'm not oh, so, yeah. but I'm not so sure <laughs> that he can manipulate them into losing a game that they should be winning. The same way he would manipulate a young lady, for instance, right? Yeah, is that what because, you're saying? because his TV in his motel room isn't working <laughs> with his college friend Rich and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven. Throw it down, big man! 727 <laughs> on the Rock 102. 
How cold is it out there? 7.30 with the Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Call now, and you'll receive 40% off installation. Plus, if you mention Rock 102, you get a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500. YankeeHome.com. Here's uh, Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel. Every year, Bax, millions of Americans turn to Google to ask some of life's most challenging questions. You know, searching for medical advice online, which is usually not a good idea. Right. Or finding out which internet speed is the fastest for their lifestyle. Or looking for a joke to tell on Rock 102. Like we did earlier this morning. Americans want answers. So for the fourth year in a row, something called All Home Connections found out which inquiries were the most searched inquiries of the past year. All right. And they... It was sort of like a fill in the blank. Should I dot, dot, dot? And they broke it down state by state. In- Should I get this looked at? Exactly. But these are not medical. The leading inquiry in the state of Massachusetts, should I buy a car? Now, this has been a tough year for buying cars. We talked about the Rolls Royces last hour. <laughs> I, I know, um, you know, even used cars are in high demand right now. Right. So uh, that was the question most folks in the Bay State asked last year, should I buy a car? Actually, I think the question should be, can I buy a car? Well, I, you know, many people saved up a lot of money because they didn't spend a lot no, of they money. Got, they, they got the money, but if I mean, how many car dealerships, and I'm not pointing out specific ones because mm-hmm. it's a lot of them, Right. you go past their lot and it's empty. Right. You know, dealerships that are normally loaded with cars, priced to move, mm-hmm. don't have anything in the lot. Like their inventory has been shot because of uh, supply chain issues. Right. All because of these chips. I know. And I love chips. Well, sure. You know what I'm saying? Especially a little guac. Damn right. In Connecticut, the inquiry most searched in 2021, should I buy- A car in Massachusetts. No. (laughs) Should I buy a house in Connecticut was the number one All right. Well, there's still a lot of houses out there. Mm -hmm. But now's not even a a good time to buy houses. It's tough. Yeah, unless you're looking to do- I saw something the other day that unless you're doing a cash deal, you might as well forget about Mm -hmm. it. In New Hampshire, the most searched for inquiry in 2021. Yeah. Should I? Buy a, a house in Connecticut or a car in Massachusetts? Get a tattoo. Number yeah, well, that, one. That, no, that makes sense. Number in New one in New Hampshire. <laughs> and I love the one for Vermont. Should I? Buy a car in Massachusetts, <laughs> buy a house in Connecticut, or get a tattoo in New Hampshire? Incorrect. Should I cut my hair in Vermont? Let me tell you something. Uh, having spent a good deal of time in Vermont, yeah, you vac- you you're up there quite every weekend during the summer, right? There are some people that uh, have not gotten haircuts or shaved themselves in years, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just talking about the women. <laughs> so this would apply then. Ab- oh my, that's a, it's the hairiest state in America. Nobody, nobody grooms themselves, even compared to West Virginia. <sighs> have you been to West Virginia? Yeah, I have been to West Virginia, and you're right. But it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of hairiness. Yeah, you know, I mean, there there are certain other, certain other factors in West Virginia that may not necessarily apply in Vermont. You'll find less inbreeding in Vermont. I got to ask the question: Should I cut my ear hair? The older and older I get, that's my big deal there. Cutting the ear hair. It just grows like a weed, for Christ's sake. I got myself a brand new pair of uh, nose and hair trimmers. I have that, too. I got a, a brand new one, and it arrived the day before we both tested positive for COVID. So I'm not shoving anything up my nose <laughs> that might uh, 
that you know that might infect somebody later. But you know, I don't know what the hell it is. It's like it grows like like faster than any hair on your body. It's like I'll, I'll get a haircut and, and the lady will cut the ear hair or she'll wax my my nostrils, which I fan I think is fantastic. And you've uh, had your nostrils waxed? Oh yeah. Oh. And you're criticizing me for the hourly rate motel listen, basketball I got, adventure that I had with Rich? Listen, I, I'm... Come uh, on, man. My uh, dark, swarthy Mediterranean skin <laughs> uh, has so many hair follicles on it that if I don't do something with the nose hair, it looks like I've shoved my nostrils with Brillo pads. And, and it's you know, it's unsightly. It's, it's it, I, I got Gene Shallot coming out of my nose. <laughs> It's uh, no fun getting older, folks. You youngsters can look up that Gene Shallot reference and find out what I'm talking about. But it's like, so, so what they'll do is they'll they'll uh, they'll take a stick, like a popsicle stick, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll dip it in this hot wax, and uh, she will shove each one of these sticks into my into my nose, uh-huh. and then she waits a second for the uh, the the scalding hot wax to uh, harden and cool down, mm-hmm. and then one at a time she yanks the stick out. And it pulls out all of that hair. Yeah, yeah I thought the first time it was going to be rough. But, you know, every time since then, I've loved it because my <laughs> nose is as smooth as a baby's bottom. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and there are some t- and there's usually so much hair mm-hmm. in that nose that she has to sometimes do it twice. Now, try to imagine that getting like a wax job mm-hmm. twice because there's hairs up there that. You just can't get to the first time around. I love the Gene Shalit reference, by the way. Uh, one of uh, the favorite movie critics of all time. My favorite Gene Shalit reference. Back on the Letterman show years ago when it was good mm-hmm. on NBC in his early days, they did a bit where they had these two enormous wooden mallets. And they were smashing things between the mallets, you know, sure. kind, of, kind of like throwing stuff off the roof to see if what, what would happen. When they, like so they, a Gallagher show. Yes. So they had these two gigantic wooden mallets and they put something in between them and they smash them together. Yeah. Gene Shalit was a guest that night. Yeah. And they 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 made it look like his head was smashed between the two mallets. And I, I, I'm still laughing to this day over That's there. Look, fantastic. Look that one up. I will. You kids, look that one up. Uh, there's another survey going on. From Woodbridge Wines, and I know we've got a big event coming up at the Delaney House in February, right? Yes, uh, Bourbon Barbecue and Blues. And I think the sales staff is trying to put together another event based around wine. Really? Yes. And I say it because of this survey from Woodbridge Wines and some interesting findings. More than 25% polled say they usually drink wine with breakfast. Um. Really? Where? Like, where are they doing? Like, I, like Europe, I can see them doing that. I guess, right? Is there anyone drinking wine with breakfast right now, listening to us? I mean, that no, is. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't do it. I don't. I don't drink alcohol that. Or, I mean, that early. And eighty percent saying they do not follow quote wine etiquette, and seventy five percent feel the quote rules of wine are intimidating. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever been around wine people. Yeah, there's snobs, a, there's, wine snobs. There's a there's a certain snobbery about it yes. that yeah, is really aggravating. I and, agree. And boring. Yeah, I find wine snobs to be boring. Right. I mean, like, like drink it and taste it and then spit it out. Yeah. Like, now, crying out loud. Now, if if uh, if you and I are gonna split a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. I want that bottle of wine in a 
paper bag, <laughs> and I want it to pass the bottle with no cups, no glasses, <laughs> nothing. That's the way it should be done. That's that's real day drinking right there. And actually drinking it, not spitting it out again. So anyway, but, uh, but it, you know, it's the same kind of snobbery mm-hmm. that happened with the uh, craft beer. And then uh, mm-hmm. distilled spirits because yep. you you got a bunch of bourbon snobs now. Sure. And you, had, you had vodka snobs for a while, and now now what you've got are the weed snobs. Yeah, you know. It's oh like, yeah, you, 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 like you know, some people won't smoke certain kinds of. Some people won't have certain kinds of gummies because it doesn't meet their sophisticated weed palate. Is Steve, who's out with COVID, by the way, for the next couple of days, is he a weed snob? I know he's, he. No, he's not a weed good, snob. He's, he's kind of like the uh, the Paps Blue Ribbon <laughs> type of weed guy. Good. You know, it isn't. He doesn't have to have the best weed. He just has to have enough weed. We've got more poll results here. Backs from okay. the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. Nearly two-thirds of Americans think the country is on the wrong track. Okay. 53% disapprove of President Joe Biden's performance through roughly the first year of his term in office. And uh, also, they believe the reasons why the U.S. is on the wrong track have to do with the surge in COVID cases, hospitalizations and deaths, a rise in inflation, and that troublesome withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Uh, those are uh, pretty good indicators that things aren't going great. Mm-hmm. Anheuser-Busch is borrowing an idea from Willy Wonka. They've got something called the Live Like a King sweepstakes coming up. Okay. The company is placing 10,000 golden cans of beer instead of the golden tickets in specially marked packs of Anheuser-Busch products across the United States. You find a golden can, you're eligible to win a million dollars. Really? Yeah. And if you find one of those golden cans... Are those the fizzy lifting drinks? Yeah. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to sing the song, one, first of all, and then you've got to <laughs> post a picture of the can on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you've got to tag and hashtag and all this stuff. Anyway, entries are accepted until February 20th of this year. So be on the lookout for golden cans of Bud and Bud products. So these comings in like uh, convenient 12 packs or uh, the, the, uh, the case of 24? It says specially marked packs. That's all it says. So I don't know. You're on your own on this one, Bax. <sighs> Good luck. If you're a guy who's drinking a lot of beer... And you get a million dollars, which is a good deal of money. Mm-hmm. Would you buy a million dollars worth of beer? You mean with your winnings? Yeah, I mean if you're a really good active alcoholic who's you know drinking their day their day away, do you buy a million dollars of beer, or you do you do you spend the money somewhere else? I think you spend the money somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know if I can respect an alcoholic like that. <laughs> well, who says you have to be an alcoholic to have that much beer? Well, do you, be a, hey, listen, if you're looking for the golden can, you're going to have to drink a lot of beer to get there. You may not get it the first time around. You yeah. may have to really spend a lot of money to get that one golden can. I wonder if there's a way to game this whole thing by some sort of special infrared camera or something like that so you don't actually have to open the packages up, but you could just see through the cardboard. Maybe there's a way, right? You remember Veruca Salt yes. in, uh, in uh, Willy Wonka? Yes. You know, her dad was the big uh, nut king, or mm-hmm. whatever the hell he was, and right. he wound up having to buy millions and millions of candy bars to... Mm-hmm. To, to shut his little brat daughter up, yes. only to have her fall into uh, with the with, you know, into the trap with the goose with the golden with the laying golden eggs because she wanted to have one. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about. You got you're going to spend so much to get that golden ticket, right? 
that you're going to have to, you may have spent a million dollars, and that million dollars may only pay for what you've spent so far on the beer to get that golden can. Could be. Or it could be just one lucky person getting that golden can. Who knows? Yeah, yes. Just like the lottery. Sometimes it's like, uh, you know, I've never bought a lottery ticket before. Okay, yeah. I'll buy one. Yeah. And he gets Bingo. A, gets a quick pick at a convenience store. Next right. thing you know, he's mm-hmm. Mavis Wanzik. In Tabor, South Dakota, 46-year-old Michael Coranda was arrested after multiple calls about a possible poisoning at the Tabor Senior Center. Turns out numerous patients there were under the influence of THC from a batch of brownies that he made and that his mother brought to the senior center just to be a nice person. So she, she like re-gifted the brownies? She thought they were just regular brownies. She goes, I'm ah, going to take these things. I'm going to bring them to my friends at the senior, senior center. Uh, police questioning the 46-year-old Coranda, and he said... He had been to Colorado over the weekend, okay, and I bought some pot, and I put them in brownies, and I made them, and I was going to eat them the next day, and overnight my mom took them and brought them to the senior center. Oh, man. you got to be so careful with brownies. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, these folks got an up-close-and-personal dose of THC there at the senior center in Tabor, South Dakota. Again, you know, they're of the, of the age where they probably would not be the first time they've had uh, a little bit a little bit of weed. <laughs> yeah, and they're probably wondering, woo! <laughs> these- <laughs> this is a familiar feeling. Yes. Trouble in Scandinavia. Listen to this report here, backs that I dug up from our news sources. Oh, right now? Yes. Okay. Norway's military faces an extraordinary problem, a shortage of undergarments. At the end of their service, recruits must now turn in their underwear, bras, and socks so that the next group of service members can reuse them. (laughs) Really? Yes. In Norway, if you're a member of the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, whatever they got over there. You got to use somebody else's underwear. I, yeah, I don't like secondhand underpants. I mean, that's that's you know once once I'm in them, they're they're kind of mine. I mean, maybe you turn them inside out. Right. If it's your own right. underwear, you can understand reusing. But somebody else, somebody else's bits and pieces have been all over that thing. I would have to find a way to get out of my military duties if well, that were the case. I, I don't feel I don't feel comfortable wearing bowling shoes half the time because I know a thousand other feet have been inside of it. Good point. But underpants, I got to draw the line. I know. I have to draw the line. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that is, you know, are they, they can't buy new underwear for their, for their military in Norway? Come this, on, man. You know, the, the, you know <laughs> your military first. You know, the, they should get the first round of underpants. If I got to go commando for national security, I'll do it. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to be wearing hand-me-downs. No way. Got a big event going on at a brewery locally today, right? Marcus Camby uh, in town. Yeah, White Lion uh, Brewing on uh, on Main Street. is uh, They're getting together with Marcus Camby. They're producing a Marcus Camby-inspired beer, and Marcus will be down there at four, between 4.30 and 5.30 uh, doing a little uh, presentation and signing stuff. Please bring your own Sharpie. Nice. So your chance to meet Marcus Camby and drink some beer later on today. It's also a Thunderbird Thursday, and I know coming up in just a bit we have we have some tickets to give away, don't we? Tickets and a bunch of other stuff along with it. 
I, so, I, pretty I, cool. I'm normally over on Laser 99.3 filling in for uh, backs here, and I just got a message from Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Yeah. Because we also run Thunderbird Thursday over there on Laser on Thursday. We do an, ah, inter- yeah. do an interview with Tommy. I forgot to tell him I'm not over there, so I got to bow out for a moment here. I got to contact Tommy Cross. That's and fine. Let him know that... We're doing our own Thunderbird Thursday over here on Rock 102. Highs in the low 40s for today, mid-30s for tomorrow. Right now, about 25 degrees in East Long Meadow. I'm Dave Coombs, and that news is news to me on Rock 102. When you get Xfinity Internet, fly- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and the Black Crows on Rock 102. It's about uh, 25 degrees right now in East Long Meadow. We're going up to highs in the low 40s for today and the mid-30s for tomorrow. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel and John O'Brien today on Rock 102. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us next hour. Of course, the Patriots are playing the Buffalo Bills on Saturday. You'll hear that game right here on Rock 102. And uh, that's an 8-15 start, which means the pregame begins at 5 o'clock. But that's uh, that's Saturday, and you don't have to worry about that right now. What you should worry about is uh, Springfield Thunderbirds hockey. Uh, today is is a Springfield uh, Thunderbird Thursday. We got uh, four hats, four koozies, and four seats on the glass for Saturday's game against the Providence Bruins. Plus four vouchers, good for free hot dogs and soda. We'll uh, we'll give that away to the tenth caller right now at two nine three one zero two one. It's a Thunderbird Thursday here on Rock one zero two. And uh, I did reach back to Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the Thunderbirds, who hails from Simsbury, Connecticut, and I think went to BC, if I'm not mistaken, and joins me on Laser every Thursday for a segment. And he was ready to go, and I had to tell him, oh, sorry, I'm a last-second replacement on Rock 102, so no segment for today. Uh, well. But we might try and get him on this show next week, because I guess I'm filling in for Steve next week, because he's on vacation next week, right? Yes, uh, he is. So, mm-hmm. you know, there you <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be... It'll just be the two of us. And, and Tommy. And to- Tommy's fun to talk to. Uh, he'll talk about anything when it comes to hockey or off the ice or anything. Oh, so good. He's so good, there we go. He's a good dude. So it's just practically like we got the whole week uh, filled up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Almost. Uh, again, 293-1021, Thunderbird Thursday. It's 7.53 on Rock 102. New England Patriots. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and Soundgarden on Rock 102. Uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is here and on the phone is right now brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. It's Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott? What's up, boys? How we doing? Doing okay? Not as, uh, not as good as you. You get to spend another weekend in Buffalo. Oh, my God. It's like you hit the trifecta, man. You're like, hey, Christmas is over. Like, maybe there's one more gift I'm getting and... God is sending me to Buffalo for another three days. Nothing yeah. better than that. Nothing better. It's a, <laughs> it's a, be- it's such a beautiful town. The way that uh, I ninety runs right through the gut of it, and and the weather may oh, be a factor. Amazing. You could you could you could actually scrape change together out of your ashtray. You can get into the game right now for thirty two dollars. <laughs> so thirty two dollars so, gets you a ticket to a playoff game. There, it's unbelievable. So weather was a factor last time they were in, in Buffalo, and it, it's maybe going to be a factor again. What's the coldest weather you've ever played in? What was that like? Uh, good question. Uh, I think it was like, we were minus, I think minus 10 windshield and it was the Jacksonville AFC championship game at home, um, in 96. And that was, uh, we won that, what the Super Bowl lost to the Packers. But, um, I just remember the field being completely frozen. We had to go in and change our cleats to like sneakers. Cause, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't even dig into the turf. It was so frozen. You know, it, it's it's funny when I when I lived in uh, Wisconsin, I lived there for like eleven years. Like everybody you knew claimed to have been to the ice bowl, and you know, 
you know, back then Lambeau Field was only like 35,000 seats and most of those people died from frostbite. There's no way that many people are actually at the Ice Bowl, but they all claim to have been there sitting through the coldest game in NFL history. Yeah, it's like everybody had said they walked through the blizzard of 78. They walked five miles through uh, 40 inches of snow <laughs> and uh, shoveled driveways for 10 cents on a dollar. And that's, yeah, you get those stories from all the old people that have been around. So, um, yeah. well, I was just going to say, you know, so, so this weekend is, is you know, just loaded with, with, uh, with some pretty cool matchups and some pretty interesting games. You know, you've oh, got great. unbelievable, but, you know, you, with the, as far as like the Patriots go and, and against the Bills, I mean, they've, they've both split. You know the the regular season series. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that the Patriots walk out of this alive. I I I don't know. There's just something about Buffalo and the way they handled them last time around. I'm just yeah. not confident. Well, I mean, on paper, they should be the better team, right? They they get better skilled people. You know, the quarterbacks way ahead of where Mac is. Uh, the defense has been building towards this. Uh, they're playing at home. Um, hey, they they went deep last year. Uh, so the, the way it should be trending for Buffalo, they should be the favorite in this game. Um, but you never know. And, it, it, you know, with weather and all that, and they're a high-flying team, and they like to throw the ball. Um, you know, if, if we could get up there and establish a run early and play from play from ahead. The biggest problem with, with the Patriots the last couple of weeks, whether it was Buffalo or whether it was the Colts or whether it was last week in Miami, you spot a team 14, 20 points, it's 20 to zip before you know it. And then you're fighting to get back in the damn game the whole game. You know, then it kind of takes you out of what you wanted to do and completely gets you off your game plan. So we get up there and score early and score first, and we got a shot in this one. And who who are the who are the key players for the Patriots? I mean, we know you, you maybe alluded to it with the running attack with Damian Harrison with uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Is he healthy? He 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 looked like he was out of the game briefly last week. Yeah, he got hit in the head last week. Uh, they, they evaluated him. He got back in, though, so that's a good sign at the end. And he actually had a couple of big runs in that fourth quarter for, to help New England get back in that game against Miami. Um, I think you're loaded at running back. I, you know, Harris is healthy. Um, Stevenson's a little nicked up, but you still have Brandon Bolton, too, who had two touchdowns last week. Uh, rotate those guys. Keep fresh. Um, you know, go big. Go heavy. Uh, bring the extra tackles and all that stuff. Uh yeah, there's no reason to keep anything in your pockets for this one. Unload the whole kitchen sink, maybe do a little something different. Uh, because they know you, you know them, that whole cliche thing that, you know, yeah, it's easy to prepare for an opponent you know, but you, the sneak attack, you need something. You need to unload something on, on Saturday to give yourself a shot. Scott Zolak is on the phone. This, you know, you, you, I look at these games, and, we, and Dave and I were talking earlier this morning about how I'm, I don't know if I – if I feel like there's going to be a whole lot of surprises at the end of all this, I mean, are there are there particular teams that you're looking at uh, in this you know, group of fourteen that you say, you know what, I really feel very good about that team moving on? I mean, it should be the Chiefs in the AFC, right? Because they got the most talent. Um, they don't always have to play great, but Mahomes could run around, make plays with Kelsey and that crew. Um, I, I I can't wait to see the San Francisco Dallas game on Sunday too. Yeah. I like San Francisco going in there to beat, beat Dallas. Dallas is one of those teams that thinks they're a hell of a lot better than what they are because they're poorly coached and the owner's got his hands in it. I want to see Dallas go down. Um, <laughs> you know, Pittsburgh. I'd like to see Pittsburgh get into Kansas City on Sunday night and rough them up a little bit. Well, uh, we, were talking, them ready. we were talking about the quote from uh, Roethlisberger yesterday where he was saying, listen, we have no shot in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Just go and have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sleeping dog, right? He's, yeah, don't wake that dog up. He's reeling him in with that, isn't I he? He's a little gamesmanship, I, I think. Mean, if, if you had he's a... so fat and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a quarterback, I mean, you're kind of you know in a position to you know try to motivate your team, get them ready for a yeah. game. If you've got a quarterback saying, listen, we don't have a snowball's chance in hell of this, <laughs> that says something about whether you know Ben Roethlisberger really has the leadership qualities you want in, in a guy. They're not taking him seriously back. I don't know. He's been there, he's been there 18. He's been there 18 or what, 16, 18 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't for one instance think that's what they're thinking in that locker room. That's coming from up top. Tomlin's probably saying, <laughs> you know, we're going to go in there and kick their ass. But hey, just put it out there, man. We don't have no shot in this thing. Nobody's giving us a chance. Yeah, I, I think it's great psychology. And I was saying on on the flip on the flip side, Cliff Kingsbury with Arizona said he thinks Kyler Murray will quote play the best game of his career. That's like the kiss of death, isn't it? Yeah, you better call good plays, Cliff. Now that's all Cliff. <laughs> right. Put him in that position to do that. Right. Yeah. You know, I know uh, every Crazy. season uh, has this revolving door of head coaches, but you now have seven teams that are looking for uh, for brand new head coaches, and and. You know, team by team, you can say, well, you know, maybe they should have kept that guy. Maybe they shouldn't have kept that guy. You know, the other day, Joe Judge gets dropped from the uh, the New York Giants, and you just say, man, every there's something about uh, a, a, a Bill Belichick assistant getting their chance and blowing it. I mean, they've they've for whatever reason. You know, those guys that have moved on from the Patriots have not fared very well. Do you, I mean, is there a reason for that that you can think of, or is it just it's just yeah, the way it's worked there's out? There's one, and it's Bill. It goes to show you how much, how good Bill actually is. Because everybody thinks, okay, well, well, all these guys under the Bill Wall Street, you know, the Mike Holmgrens, the Steve Mariucci, all these guys, you know, John Gruden, Andy Reid, all go on, they're all great, great coaches. Well, maybe they were all good coaches, they made Bill Walsh better. It goes to show you how dependent you know, these teams and, 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 and those winners were actually on Bill and how good Bill was because these guys go elsewhere trying to take it with them, but it just doesn't work because they're not Bill. Yeah, I mean, and and obviously a guy who's held that job for, for 22 seasons, you know, at a, in, a, in, a, in an industry where if you last three or four seasons, you are lucky. I mean, it, it's a temporary job at best, but Bill Belichick yeah. – you know, you just with all of his success. I mean, even even all the success would not be enough to keep a guy, you know, em- employed for that many years. Obviously, you're dealing with somebody who is not just special, but really, you know, generationally uh, special. Yeah, you got to be a little sick in the head too. You know, I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's the great thing about Bill is like he's cutthroat. Like Tom went on elsewhere, he's winning elsewhere, but you just thought that thing was never going to split, but it split, and here we go. Bill's back, and he's got another kid in the playoffs. So. uh it's fun. Enjoy the wild tier, man. Yeah. On another topic, quickly, uh, was it you that leaked the conspiracy theory about Aaron Rodgers boycotting the Super Bowl? Was you, right? Hell no. <laughs> that was Boomer. Boomer fell. My old buddy <laughs> I, Boomer Sison fell for that crap. I know. That he is. Got, <laughs> he got catfish, man. Unbelievable. That is maybe the stupidest story I've ever heard. Like, what. It really like, is. I mean, like, what NFL quarterback would say, yeah, no, I'm not going to play in the biggest, the second or third biggest game of my life? Yeah. Of course he's going to play in it. Right. Roger Rogers is great on it because he's like, we had the week 18 game is meaningless. I played my ass off in that just to help my team because they just wanted to go and play. Now all of a sudden I'm going to sit out a freaking Super Bowl. That's what I play for. <laughs> it is. It's dumb. It's dumb to even think that was, that was going to happen. And, and if you had a vote for MVP as a former quarterback, Scott, who would you vote for? Brady. I thought it now, the reason I say that, I think it was Rogers three weeks ago. 
And then you sit down, you actually look at the numbers of what Tom has done at 44. His numbers are better than Aaron's. They're actually a lot better than Aaron's. Um, it's Brady. It's Brady again. It's crazy. You know, I was, uh, I was watching uh, ESPN the other day that, you know, they're talking about, uh, you know, a lot more NFL quarterbacks playing, you know, you're pretty, you know, at pretty old ages. You know, obviously Brady is, uh, is is an aberration. But, you know, Roethlisberger is not a young guy. Aaron Rodgers is not a young guy. And then somebody brought up something I thought was really interesting. It's like you know, years ago, you didn't see this happen very often. Not because guys weren't capable of playing at forty years years old, but they weren't even allowed to. Like once you hit thirty, mm-hmm. it was basically the team saying, "Okay, you're done. We gotta." We got to move on, and I remember like you know, twenty five years ago, like Steve Deberg played at like forty three yeah. years old, and people are saying like, "How's that guy play? How is Warren Moon playing at 40? Because they were right. allowed to, and I, I I just think that's it's a kind of a strange thing the way we've looked at quarterbacks and and how they train these days and and their longevity. What what do you think about that? I think nowadays too, you you, you don't get hit. You watch those old films. Guys like uh, you know Roger Staubach, uh, Troy Aikman, um, uh, even Terry Bradshaw back in the day, getting their heads ripped off. It was legal to do that. You could you could close hang a quarterback and just basically break his neck. You can't even breathe on them now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't touch these guys. So I think that helps uh, extend the game because you know the rules have changed. Plus, I think people are smarter now. Nobody's smoking cigarettes and drinking beers at halftime. You know, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> Len Dawson used to do that. You know, with the old Chiefs, but. Uh, yeah, Joe, Joe Namath. Joe Namath is the best. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Namath, right? Joe Willie would be, you know, Lawrence Taylor, you know, doing shots of cocaine at halftime. That's, that's <laughs> stuff you can't do now. Yeah. Damn it! That's those, that's yeah, when a, when a pack of camels winds up being a performance enhancing substance, you know, that's uh, that's probably not that's probably not the way it was supposed to be. But you know, I, even I, the packaging, even the packaging on the camels, basically, I'm getting lung cancer. You know, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So as far as uh, as uh, this week goes, you're are you already in Buffalo or are you getting there today? No, I got to leave that hellhole tomorrow after our show. <laughs> oh so my about god! Three, three, three o'clock flight. Yeah, uh, getting getting up there, and I have to take a connector, which makes it even worse. Oh my god! So you can't even go direct, huh? No, I should go up to Springfield, hang out with you guys, and then we can all go out together. There you go. You no, know, I'm I'm I I think I got emergency surgery that day. Oh, <laughs> were you afraid to get COVID from me? Yeah, well, listen, no, I'm afraid to give it to you. That's my problem. He just I, had COVID. Got it, huh? Everybody's got it out there. Every, you know, I'm t- and I don't know if, 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 if I think you've you've been able to avoid it. Uh, you know, having had it now, I got to tell you, even a mild case of it sucks. There's nothing good. Oh, I've or, had it. Did you? I've had it. I've had it really bad. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Did you? Awful. When, when did you have it? Off season? Last February, I had it for about eight weeks. Lived wow. in my basement, couldn't go up and downstairs. Oh. Um, and I actually resisted going to the doctors. That's my fault because I'm stupid. But um, <laughs> at the end of it, I ended up getting pneumonia in the lungs. Jeez, so uh, nothing to mess with, man. But no. I, I tell you what, get it because you, you're pretty invincible after it. You know, and it's it's interesting you know, how other sports have kind of dealt with it. I mean, you know, you know, if the NFL has had their their issues, you know, the NBA's had their issues, yeah. NHL has had you know loads of issues. I mean, you, yeah. are, are you are you comfortable now with the way that the protocols? Have have gone in the NFL, or, or do you think there have it's yeah. been problematic? Oh my God, we went to Miami last week. It's like a different, it's a, it's a different planet down there. Everything's wide open, not one mask anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's people everywhere, and I think at some point we got to learn to live with this thing because obviously this thing ain't going away. And then once Omicron's gone, there's going to be some other strand that pops up. So you got to learn to live with it. That's it. Um, just be careful. I mean, I mean, we 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 get through cold and flu season, all that stuff, you know. And I know this is not the cold and flu, 
But I think the NFL's right. Stop testing people. The more and more you test people, you're going to find it. And if you're sick, if you're sick, get tested. That's their point. But if you're not sick, and if you don't, you feel great, what the hell are we testing players every day for? You know? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, one last thing quick. Did you see the Kurt Warner movie or not? I did not. I, I personally, I don't like. I don't like any of those like remade movies where I got to watch somebody else play somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mark Wahlberg. What the, was that Vince guy down in Philly? Oh, uh, Vince Papali. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's it's creepy, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you, you don't think it's going to be a, do it. You don't think it's going to be a Scott Zolak uh, biopic coming out soon? Yeah, Glenn Campbell's going to play me. Sam or what's that guy? Sam. Sam something like the the guy that says good morning. He did the weather on Good Morning America. Oh wow. yeah, I know what you mean. Can't, uh, Sam, Sam Champion. Champion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy. Be perfect for you. <laughs> Scott, that's the ticket. Scott, enjoy, <laughs> en- en- enjoy your week and have a good time in uh, in Buffalo. I know you I'll love it there. Guys. Absolutely, go Scott. Pass. All right, there you go, right. Scott Zolak. Brought to you by the Leo Auto Group. It's eight twenty three and Rock on ours. Go to MarkPatrickSeminars.com. It's 826 with uh, Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. If you uh, miss our uh, interview with uh, with Scott Zolak, I asked a lot of really good questions that were quite uh, quite fascinating. But you can uh, listen to that again uh, by downloading the Bax and O'Brien uh, daily podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, or directly from BaxandO'Brien.com. You can also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week with my guest, uh, Daniel Ash from the band uh, Bauhaus and Love and Rockets. Wow. His only his very first podcast interview. It's a very cool interview, and you can check that out on BaxandO'Brien.com. So we're going to have Buffalo-type weather here in Western Mass on Saturday. Highs of only about 15 degrees here. Right now, it's approaching 30 degrees, and we're going to go to the low 40s for the highs today, mid-30s tomorrow. Enjoy that while you can. There's a slight chance of some precipitation the next six hours or so. Now, I, uh, I, I've driven through Buffalo many, many times because we used to drive from Massachusetts to Wisconsin uh, every year. And if there was ever a place that I'd know I was going to get stuck in a snowstorm, mm-hmm. it was Buffalo. Yeah, Bax, I lived in Buffalo for a year and a half. I'm sorry? I did. I lived there for a year and a half. Uh, uh, no, I'm just well, saying I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I know. And, and I, I lost my car in a snowstorm one time. We, Literally we, lost the car. Couldn't find it. We spent the night at a uh, at a Red Roof Inn uh, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get on the New York Thruway. Uh, the following morning, mm-hmm. and the moment we got through the tollway, it's almost like the state of New York planted this way. The moment we got past the toll yep. and grabbed our ticket is the moment it was whiteout conditions, mm-hmm. and we wound up having to get out of the car to push other cars out of the way. We couldn't see where we were going. We couldn't see any exits. We couldn't see Jack squat. That- One of the worst weather I've ever been in in my life happened in buffalo that whole region is cursed i mean look i spent i lived in buffalo i lived in rochester new york i lived in syracuse i lived in utica i couldn't get out dave i don't want you to take this the wrong way it sounds like you've made a lot of major mistakes in your life <laughs> yes and like you would you'd fly somewhere else out of that region and it, immediately as you left the region in an airplane the skies would part it would be beautiful oh yeah on your way back in as soon as you got 15 miles from the airport it was like <laughs> It's like when you're driving on I-90 and you're heading through it because you go through all those cities mm-hmm. when you're driving, you know, what is the pike and you're heading west. Like yep. the moment you reach the Pennsylvania border, yep. it's only like, like, well, thank God that's over. Yeah. Thank God New York is done. And and I, I lived in Albany for a couple of years doing a rock station there, and that wasn't quite as bad because it's pretty close 
to the uh, to the yeah, state of Massachusetts. You're, but you know? you're not on the but you're not on the lake. You're, right, you're not near the body; those major bodies of water. That's once, right. Once you get to, yes. you know, you know, I don't even know what the is it uh, Ontario, Lake Ontario, yes. is that what it is. Yes. As soon as you're on that lake, that lake affects snow. Just yep. pounds those areas. Yeah, it's Lake Ontario, and then as you get near Buffalo, it's Lake Erie. Yeah, right. Exactly. So either yeah, and and then all those other damn great lakes out there lurking as well. So for all you people that complain about living in Springfield, let me tell you, mm-hmm. it could be a hell of a lot worse. I can vouch for that. It's 829. News is next on Rock 102. 832 with uh, Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, and TaxlandOnline.com. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs. So, Bax, a former Massachusetts middle school teacher is seeking our sympathies. He was convicted in federal court of trying to buy live sex shows involving Filipino children. He's again put in a request for compassionate release. Yes. Following several denied motions, Southbridge Middle School teacher Scott Peeler has that plea out once again, and he's citing the risk of severe illness or death if he's exposed to COVID-19 due to his underlying medical conditions. Well, too bad, right? Yeah, I, I mentioned this uh, earlier because a, a, a very good friend of mine, uh, father, was killed many years ago. And uh, the guy who was convicted and found guilty of murder, same thing. They uh, wanted to show a compassionate uh, release for this guy. He was denied once. And then, like, over the, the, over the last two, couple of weeks, he uh, applied for it again mm-hmm. and was granted it. Oh, wow. Which it you know to me is like you know if you're if you're committing you know a, a blue collar crime something that's a, you know not a capital you know crime uh, okay maybe I can see it but being convicted of murder being found guilty of that makes no sense to me I mean it's just it's such an affront to the victim's family even an affront to the the memory of the victim it that that somebody like this would be let out it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, but his crime was only uh, sexual abuse online with Filipino children. I mean, so come on, yeah, you're Bax, right. have That's a heart. Whole, I'm sure he feels bad. Yes. Uh, prosecutors contend he remains a danger to children no and kidding. to the public. And also, he served time once before for motor vehicle homicide as uh, well. Yes, so he's got a he's got a history. Yes. Meantime, the family of Orlando Taylor III... He was the one that was fatally shot at age 23 by a police officer after stabbing an officer in the face himself while the family complaining that they feel, quote, intimidated by the Springfield Police Department and by the mayor's office following an offer by the city for the family to review the officer body-worn camera footage of the shooting. The family has declined and they're seeking contact only with the DA's office. The officer who was stabbed, by the way, is now scheduled for surgery with a facial and nerve specialist in Boston. This officer has potentially permanent nerve damage. I said this, uh, you know, yesterday. You know, the Springfield Police now have body cams, and you know they have them for a reason. You know, it can either, you know, prove uh, abusive action or can exonerate the, the the cop from doing, you know doing his job and in a case like this where we don't really know what happened 
maybe the review of that of that information is important. On the other hand, if I'm a family member of uh, of a guy who is either accused or victimized, I'm not so sure I want to see something like this. Which is why they're maybe turning down that opportunity. Although the idea that they're being intimidated by the Syracuse or by the, by the uh, Springfield police or the mayor's office may be a little far fetched. Well, I don't know. Meantime, there's a big outing in Springfield today with Marcus Camby, the former U.S. basketball or UMass basketball star, appearing at the brewery. Right? Yep, White Lion uh, Brewing today between four thirty and five thirty. They've uh, they've put together a bra- we had uh, Ray Barry in here yesterday. They put together a brand new brew. Uh, inspired by Marcus Camby, not only uh, UMass, but also 17 years in the NBA. And uh, he'll be in uh, downtown Springfield today uh, signing stuff. Well, and, and there's another event coming up at the White Lion Brewery starting February 19th. It's a new event called the Blue Collar Songwriters Series, sort of a taste of Nashville. Songwriters and artists will play and share the stories behind their songs. Again, that begins February 19th. That sounds like a pretty cool deal as well. I said it yesterday. Uh, Ray Berry is uh, should be teaching marketing classes. Mm-hmm. Done a marvelous job uh, pushing that brand. Good for him. And as long as we're on beers, I'll say it again. There's a golden can out there, and it could be worth a million dollars. Anheuser Busch, borrowing an idea from Willy Wonka, they've placed ten thousand golden cans of beer instead of golden tickets in specially marked packs of beer across the U.S. You find a golden can, you're eligible to win the grand prize, which is a million dollars. Unless you have like the fizzy lifting drinks or, uh, you know, grab the golden egg and you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Entries will be accepted until February 20th, by the way, in the Anheuser-Busch Live Like a King sweepstakes. Speaking of living like a king, Rolls-Royce experienced a huge uptick over the last year, 49% increase in sales from 2020 to 2021, and that's because of the pandemic, according to the CEO of Rolls-Royce. All right, but before we get crazy here, how many Rolls-Royces do they actually sell during the year? Right, so maybe three is more than two? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you sell 10 cars right. and then the following year you sell 15, you've, well, what's the math? Anyway, that's a lot more cars than 10. Oh, we have to get the math on that. I think you're right. Uh, the CEO of Rolls-Royce, Torsten Mueller Otvoss. I'm not buying that name. He's saying people, because of the deaths caused during COVID-19, quote, they think life can be short. And so you better live now as opposed to postponing it to a later date. And that's what drove them to buy Rolls-Royce. Yeah, that's, that's why you want to drop 300 bills to go buy a Rolls-Royce. Uh, th- that's the by the way, that's the cheapest Rolls Royce, the Ghost. It costs three hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. That's just again the cheapest Rolls Royce you can get. Meantime, Generation X now old enough to get their own museum. You're part of that gang. Yeah, no, right? I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm nineteen sixty six. I'm the early part of Generation X. I'm one. I'm one of the. I'm one of those guys that the rest of Generation X says you were one of the old ones. I'm the old Generation X. Well, you may have some things lying around the house that you could donate to this museum in Springfield, Illinois. It's the Generation X Museum, and it's called Growing Up X, and apparently dedicated to the, quote, last generation to have had an analog childhood. 
We did have an we did have an analog lifestyle. Yep, you didn't have digital watches back then or anything like that. Unless maybe well, you had like no, a they, cheap Casio watch or they something. Had, they had digital watches, but they're not the they weren't nearly as sophisticated as they are now. But you know, I did have uh, cassette tapes. I did have eight tracks. I had a a television that was not cable ready. That required moving an antenna. Yep. I had UHF channels. Put some tinfoil on it to make the reception better. Yeah. A, a TV that did not have remote control access. Imagine that. Every time. Once upon a time, kids, when you wanted, when you were sick of watching something on TV or you were tired of w- watching commercials on, on your favorite show, mm-hmm. you actually had to stand up and walk to the television. The horror. Then, right. And then when you were done trying to get good reception uh on channel 56 in boston (laughs) then you had to turn around and go to sit back down it required physical activity yes can you imagine living a life like that and you couldn't just rent movies and shows on netflix you had to like rent an actual vhs or even a beta tape yeah and stick it into a machine if you wanted to watch a movie in those days, right? My town didn't have a blockbuster. You remember the blockbusters sure. didn't come until like uh, early 90s or so? And I think there's still one remaining, one yeah, last blockbuster. There's one going on, but it ain't doing so hot. If we wanted to get uh, videotapes, we had to go to a guy, uh, this guy Gary. Gary <laughs> Gary's video. And Gary had a bunch of videos, and, and we went there every Friday. We grabbed like two movies and made sure we had to rewind them. But Gary also oh, yeah. had a three ring binder of adult titles oh oh yeah all right yep and there was one year that uh, a buddy of mine uh, we got a couple of uh, a couple of hot titles nice hot ones hey if, if you still have any of that stuff hanging around the house you could donate it to this museum in springfield illinois dedicated to generation x uh, they were accepting cassettes vhs tapes landline phones, trapper keepers, or whatever you might have. How about a rotary dial? Remember those? Yeah. Man, those are the crazy. Once upon a time, kids, there were telephones that didn't have buttons. It had a wheel and numbers, and you had to put your finger in a hole and then turn all the way this little metal arm, and that's as far as you could go, and you had to remember actual phone numbers in your head or write them down in a book. They're, they're, they actually used to have books that were loaded with everybody's phone numbers. They had something called the white pages and something called the yellow pages. The white pages were for people. The yellow pages were for businesses, and you had to have both books. Otherwise, you didn't know how to get a hold of anybody. I love the videos that are out showing current youngsters trying to figure out a rotary telephone. It's fantastic. They have no idea. Yeah. No idea at all. Great entertainment. The TSA doing their jobs all across the United States at airports, and they've released their list of the top 10 contraband catches of 2021. All right. Including a meth burrito at the Hobby International Airport in Texas. Delicious. A meat cleaver at the Harrisburg International Airport in Pennsylvania. Sometimes you want to, uh, sometimes you want to chop some pieces of meat up on the plane, <laughs> on the tarmac, which is why you might try and get a machete through Reagan Washington National Airport. Nothing wrong with that. Didn't work there either. Fireworks through the Syracuse Hancock International Airport. Hmm. They caught that as well, as well as a chainsaw that somebody tried to bring on a plane in New Orleans again. Chainsaw is something you would bring in uh, checked luggage. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can bring that on the uh, plane as uh, has carry on. And I think 
if I'm not mistaken, somebody at Bradley tried to bring a loaded gun on a plane just about a month or a month and a half ago, and they caught that guy as well. So remember back uh, years ago, there were like a, there was like a uh, like a whole bunch of NFL players that were traveling with guns. Like yeah. I think um, uh, who was the oh Barry Switzer, the former Oklahoma and Cowboys coach and, and Cowboys coach. Yep, uh, traveled. Uh, you know, and had a gun in his carry-on luggage, and uh, he was at he was questioned by security. This is before TSA, obviously. Uh, questioned by security, why do you have a gun in your carry-on luggage? And his answer was, "Oh, I forgot it was in there." Yeah. Like, who forgets they got a gun in a duffel bag? <laughs> who forgets that? But um, back, but back then, it was happening like every two or three weeks that you had like one NFL player trying to smuggle a gun onto a plane. I don't doubt he forgot it. He didn't have a very good run with the Cowboys. That no, guy was he, dumb as a box of rocks. He was dumb as a stump, but he still had a gun and his carry-on luggage. Here's an interesting thread on Reddit. Users of Reddit writing in recently as to which celebrities they lost respect for during 2021. All right. I guess another way to phrase that is, the guy I, or girl I can't imagine still has a career is blank. Some of the celebrities they've lost respect for include Ellen DeGeneres. She okay. had a pretty bad run during 2021. Yeah, she kind of fell apart. And she still has her show, I think, too, right? That show is still is on she the not, air. I thought she was off. Is she? I Who knows? I haven't seen that show in forever. And Dr. Phil on the list because, according to one critic, he exploits people. He bought the crea- <laughs> he brought the creator of Bum Fights on the show Yeah, and kicked him off. Right. And the but guy, that was a good episode. You learned a lot about bum fights. I guess. Chevy Chase on the list. Yeah, that guy. Uh, that guy's career is falling apart. Matt, and it's all his own doing, too. Matt Lauer, formerly of the Today Show. Yeah, well, you kind of reap what you sow on that one. Do you have any to add to the list? Because I can think of a couple right now. Celebrities I can't believe still have a career. Some of them on ESPN, I well, might add. I was going to say like a, like a Bill Cosby, but I can't say he has a career left. Right, right. But he's out and he's a free man. You know, and you know everybody loved Bill Cosby. I mean, everybody who you know didn't accept a free drink from the guy. On, on, on a lower level than cause, I can't believe Mark Ruffalo has a career. To, him, to me, I'm like, really? What what does he bring to the table exactly? You know, Mark Ruffalo. I'm trying to remember the name of the the of the film. Um, and it's on Netflix. He he, he played uh, like two roles, like like a, a set of brothers. The guy was phenomenal. Really, he was great. You know, like I, I've seen him in a bunch of things. I thought, well, yeah, no big deal. But he was in this thing, and he was really really good. All right, I'll try and find that and justify his existence. Nicholas Cage would be another one on my list. By yeah, the way, no, I, I've I've never understood Nicholas Cage. Not a, not uh, not once that I say, boy, he was he was fantastic. I mean, you know the the Las Vegas uh, movie he was in, he was good, but oh, that's about it. Yeah, uh, leaving Las leaving Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, and then he was in another one that took place in Las Vegas too, with the Flying Elvises, where he was supposed to get married to um, the girl from uh, Sex and the City. Oh yeah, no, I don't. That was it. good. Yeah, I don't remember that one. That was good. Raising Arizona is the only film I ever liked that he was in. Mm-hmm. After that, but you know, once he did face off with John Travolta, I was yeah. off. I was off the Nicolas Cage train right away. That was a jumping of the shark. Oh sure. my God! What a what a disaster that a film that was. Highs in the low forties today, mid thirties tomorrow.
Only about 15 for the high on Saturday. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel and John O'Brien on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.53 and Billy Idol on Rock 102 with uh, Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Hey, speaking of white weddings, my son was supposed to get married um, this Saturday. Right this Saturday, he was supposed to get married. Um, I got a I got a call when I was down in Florida visiting my folks. Dad, we're gonna <laughs> the wedding is off, not not because he and his girlfriend Val or it's just COVID and they didn't feel uh, gonna, like they could have a big gathering of sixty to eighty people. I was gonna say, I mean, did they cancel it or are you just choosing not to go? No, postpone. Um, well, I was gonna be his best man. He actually caught. So obviously, he's run out of friends. <laughs> At this point, because that was part of the call. Dad, would you be my best man? I said, of course I'd be your best man. Yeah. Um, so they postponed. I just got a text from him a day or two ago. They postponed it till uh, mid-April now. So well, There you go. Yeah. I, my dad was my best man. Uh, really? Yeah, right. Well, because, you know, I, uh, years ago, um, uh, many, many years ago, my best friend, uh, Ted, was my best man at my wedding. Mm-hmm. And I had been the best man at his wedding. And both of those marriages failed. So okay. at some point, I said to Ted, listen, uh, I love you like a brother, but you're you're nothing but bad luck to me. And I'm nothing but bad luck to you. And so uh, let's uh, let's not go down that road. I've decided to uh, to uh, have my dad do it. And he's like, you know what? I really think that's the best. You've, you've nice. provided nothing positive for me and, yeah. and when it comes to relationships. Nice. Like, oh, there you go. All right. Everything worked out fine. Yeah. All right. So, did you have a speech uh, ready to go? You or? know, I, I, he, he actually told me, he goes, now, Dad, I want you to know, you know, you don't have to wear anything special. You don't have to say anything. Just stand up there. And I said, I can do that. But, of course, I would, I just in case, Yeah. I mean, I would have something ready to talk about my, my now 35-year-old boy. Jesus, yeah. how the hell old are you? What, are you, what did you have him when you were five? <laughs> Um, so yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, but yes, I'll, I'll prepare something in case I'm called upon. Now, are you one of these hilarious dads that likes to embarrass their children at mm-hmm. all possible turns? No, I, w- I wouldn't do that to my boy. I mean, you wouldn't say something really terrible, uh, you know, like purposely offensive about well, either, uh, his bride to be or her family I wouldn't, because no. <laughs> those moments are hilarious. Yes, but no, I wouldn't do that. Now I would, you want I, me to write a couple jokes for you? Cause I can do that. In, yeah. in, I mean, I can't tell a joke on the air half the time and you'll find that out pretty soon, but, uh, I can write a good joke if I had to. Yeah. Give me some material. Maybe get Rico to write us another one. He's the yeah. guy who wrote that great joke we had this morning, right? Nicely done Rico. Yeah. You did, uh, uncle Rico did us well <laughs> uh so yeah I, I mean i'll i'll probably prepare something just in case but and I'll, I'll i'm sure i'll talk i'll say some things that are funny about him from his childhood growing up but yeah. i would no i wouldn't say anything about his his bride-to-be or her family uh, i'm very proud of my son and his wedding day you know he was a bedwetter until the age of 17 <laughs> You're not going to do that, huh? How'd you know that about me, by the way? Well, I don't know. Just a, just a, just a guess. <laughs> a lucky guess, yeah. I suppose. It's 857 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 